0: Welcome to track number five of The Isle Shall Wait For Me. Hallelujah. Let's lift your hands and talk to God, prepare your heart. I believe that this is a moment, a season, a time that defines our destinies as ministers. And I believe that God is going to do something in our, great in our lives. Prepare your hearts. Pray and ask the Lord to let every seed that falls on your heart. Every seed. Every seed. Every seed. Every seed. Let every word that falls on your heart, from the mouth of our Father, change your life. Let it change something in you. Thank you, Lord. Every word. Every word. Every word. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. Please clap your hands. Are you feeling blessed already? Are you receiving good seeds into your heart? And is it changing you? Amen. I I want us to look at the call. The call. Tell your neighbor God has called you. Amen. And uh, it, it, it is very necessary and very important. Please settle down. It's very important for you to understand what is happening. Amen. What is happening? What is going on? What is going on? Many people join. Masses to do things And they don't understand what is going on Amen They just see a crowd moving towards a place And they also say, I'm going And some have died doing that Some have had problems doing that That's why it is very important For everyone to know Or to ask himself or herself What is going on? What is happening? Now, I'll tell you what is happening. God is calling people to use them. God is calling people to send them. God is calling people to change their lives. Amen. And I was saying this morning that there are many calls that you will encounter as a believer. The call of God or the calls, the callings of God are not just one or two or three. You will be called till you die. The first is your salvation, and then there are other callings. And one of them is the call to be a servant of God. The call to be a minister of God. And in this book, Bishop teaches us very powerfully how different people were called. And I'm trying to impress it on your heart that you have been called. Amen. You have been called. You are no more an ordinary church member. I don't know how to say it. You are no more an ordinary church member. God wants to do something with your life. God wants to bless you. God wants to change you. Hallelujah. And the first type of call, the first call Bishop describes in this book is the divine call of Paul through quiet convictions. 1 Corinthians 9 verse 16. You can look at it in your Bible. 1 Corinthians 9, verse 16. It says, For though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of. For necessity is laid upon me. Yea, woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. Amen. And Bishop says, There is nothing as important as a personal conviction to serve the Lord. Hallelujah. Many times I have felt the dread of not following the Lord in the ministry. I am deeply convicted that I must be in the ministry and do nothing else for the rest of my life. This is somebody's conviction, and it can be your conviction as well. Without such a conviction, you may not survive the different experiences, trials, and battles that await those Committed to the Lord. There is something called a conviction. He said, necessity is laid upon me. Anyone here, anyone here must know that. You see, for you to be at this camp means that there is a conviction in your heart. To attend the camp. And I'm sure you were told that this is a shepherd's camp, a worker's camp it was not a prosperity encounter. Amen. It was not a marriage ceremony or a marriage seminar, sorry. So, so for you to be here means that you, are, you have already responded to a conviction. A conviction to come here to be trained. A conviction to come here to hear something that is higher than an ordinary Sunday morning service. Because those you left behind all they are interested in is a nice, cute, well-packaged Sunday morning service, uh, sermon. But you want something more. How many of you wanted something more because of which you came? That's the conviction right there. That is God pulling the strings on your heart. That go there, spend money, take some time off. Everybody has paid something to be here. You paid. Not just money. Not just money. You've paid with your time You could have been doing something else But you are here You have sacrificed something to be here And it is because of a conviction See I'm trying to tell you that You don't just get up To come to a place like a camp You don't just It's not normal And how do you know it's not normal Because you have left many of your chest members Behind (laughs) Or you think you are the only one Who was informed about this camp Many others were informed. Yes, but because they they didn't have the conviction, they did not respond. But you have had a conviction already and you still have it. And that is what you have responded to. Now, I want to tell you that when you are being called by God, what made you come here will keep coming to you. Yeah. It will keep coming to you. A conviction to pray. A conviction to pick your, your, your Bible to read. Yesterday, I was on the plane. Many of us were on the plane. We, we, we landed somewhere, was it? TNT. What was the last stop before we came here? Yes. And as I was sitting down, I just felt like going to see Bishop, where he was. He was in front there. So I just got up. I just got up. Nobody called me. I just got up. But later, as I stood there, and I was... Involved in a conversation with him I knew that that I had responded To a conviction Yes, I knew it Because I was totally blessed The few 5 to 10 minutes I spent there And God is going to also lead you By convictions See, when you are When you want to serve God You should know this There is a word That word is Convictions Convictions It's a, it's a, it's a voice. It's a voice. It's a voice you hear. It's a, it's a prompt you have. It is, it's a, it's a nudge you will experience. Convictions. Yes. What brought you here will also take you to other places in ministry. Those, listen, those who never rise, never rise because they don't respect convictions. Convictions. A lady who is called when you see that that lady is called, you are looking at a lady who respects convictions. When you see a brother who is called, you are looking at a brother who respects convictions. You, you you have a feeling something will just come upon you. I need to do this. I must go and visit this brother. I must wake up and pray. I must sleep early. I must read this book. People use different names. But the word is conviction. So Paul was there. It just occurred okay to him that no, he must do nothing with his life except to preach. And in fact, if he doesn't preach, woe is me. If he doesn't preach, problems are coming. There are people who receive convictions and don't act on the convictions. Yes. A conviction not to fellowship with certain friends as a pastor, as a presenter leader, it's a conviction that where you are going, this house you are entering will lead to one or two rounds of fornication. It's a conviction. And many set aside the convictions and go and experience what then later they say, ah, the Lord spoke to me. I, 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 I heard the voice that I shouldn't come to this place. But I pray that you will be a respecter of convictions and you'll be one who responds to conviction. Expect God to be talking to you through convictions. That's how God calls. It's here. This is how God will call you. And I'm saying that the call of God look, think of a thousand story building, a thousand levels, or two thousand levels. You are always going up, there are higher levels far into the sky. High. And each level will be through a conviction. Those who don't respond to convictions remain at the same place. The next level from where you are now may be through a book you read. And it's a conviction that will let you read that book. The next level from where you are now may be a message, a camp. A podcast, something, and it's a conviction. God is always bringing convictions. And I pray that from today, whenever something occurs to you, you will know that this may be a gentle prodding of the Holy Spirit for me to do something. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Number two, how God calls. Tell anybody you, are, you have been called. Tell anybody you have been called. The divine call of Abraham through the word of the Lord. So God in Genesis 12, Genesis 12, verse 1. Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Abraham, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. So so this is it. The Lord had said. That is the word of the Lord. If you will do well in the ministry, if your church will grow, if you will ever do something meaningful, one of the ways God will take you to your next level, one of the ways God will call you to higher levels of the same ministry, is through the word, the word of the Lord. A word coming to you. A word, that's what um, Bishop read from, the, from Psalm, is it 105? Is said, until his word came, until his word came. So, so you see that as you are there, you may be there with your friend. You will hear the same message and you will respond to be a shepherd. But the other person will not respond because that was not his word or her word. But when yours comes, don't look to your left don't look to your right and say, ah, if you're not going, then I'm not going. No. That person's word hasn't come. Your word has come. So God spoke to Abram. He said, get out of that country. And I'm happy that Abram did not turn to the left to ask that, are my cousins coming? Or I won't go because my, 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 my sister is not going. Most of the time, this word of the Lord comes to you as an individual. Yes. God doesn't call groups. I said, God does not call groups. He mentions your name, Zacchaeus. Come down. So in this camp, remember that a word will come to you. Don't, don't look to your left or to your right to see who is responding well receive it as your word that is going to remove your feet from fetters, That is going to cause kings to send for you. Yes, your word. Everybody has his word. So you see that even the notes, if we take our notes, all of us to, to, to check the note, many of us have written different things. Yes. There are statements Bishop made that some of you didn't write. You didn't write, but he wrote because it was his word. Yes, it was his word. May you learn to respect the word that comes to you as your word. And whenever that word comes, believe it that it is changing your life. You will never advance in ministry on the back of philosophy or some some secular ideas. It is the word of the Lord. Always a word comes to you. And I'm happy that this week you chose no other place than to sit at the feet of a prophet, at the feet of an apostle, at the feet of a teacher. May your word come. I said, just as Abraham heard it, may yours also come. And I'm saying that when it comes, don't look to your left. God is not likely he will call two people. He always calls one person. You may even see seven people in front. Maybe Bishop may... Make an altar call for some, I don't know what, missionaries or who wants to do this. And 18 people will come and stand here. But each of them has an individual call. That is why the one you must listen to is God. And not your friend. And not to follow how somebody is living his ministry life. May you respect the word that comes to you. The word came to Abram. And I'm happy that Abraham didn't say that. I won't go because my cousins are at home. Or my brothers are at home. Some of us, when you go home, your, your, your siblings will laugh at you. Some of you are already being mocked in the house. When they mock you, receive it as a message from God that he did not call them. Don't expect people to understand what God is doing with your life. Don't expect people to understand what God is doing with your life. Don't expect people to understand. When you encounter people who don't understand what you are doing, they'll call you all sorts of names and idiot. You are out of your mind. Just understand that you are responding to a word that came to you. Yes. And always you see, two women will be grinding at the mail, one will be taken. Two will be lying on the same bed. One will be taken. That's why some of us here must be ready to come out of certain groups we are in. Come out of those friends. Come out of that, that, that fellowship. It will help you. It will help you because among all those friends, the seven friends, the three sisters, the four brothers, the eight classmates, you are the only one God has called. And God does not call groups. So it is likely you are one out of seven. One out of four. One out of ten. One out of three. One out of a set of twins. Even a husband and wife. Don't follow your husband. Don't follow your wife. Believe God that God has called you. And follow what God is telling you to do. Yes. Yes. That's how, so, so here, number one. Expect convictions. When you see my notes, a lot of them, I'm even now realizing it. It's just occurring to me that I'm sure about 40 or 30% of the things I've written are convictions. What I must do. Something I need to do. Something I must must, uh, arrange. Something I must organize. Always convictions are coming. Respect them. Number two, a word. A word. Have you not seen that? There's a time when Bishop is preaching somebody will stand up and somebody is sitting down because the one who stood up his word came yes when your word comes it kicks you up if your word hasn't come you want to ask but these guys what are they, why are they so excited about but what, what do they hear about what is he saying that they are all saying preach and preach and... please your word has not come but i pray that by the time this camp ends your word would have come oh i pray yes yes i pray that by the time the camp ends May your, may, <laughs> Bishop Richard, <laughs> receive your word. It comes. Look, please sit down. Look, what will change you is your word. And everybody must expect that, Father, speak to me. Let, look, lift up your two hands. Be seated and lift your two hands and pray and ask the Lord. Father, give me a word. In this camp, listen. <laughs> no matter what level you are operating at, whether you are a shepherd of three members, you are are now starting, or you are a zealous Christian, you have never witnessed before, just pray and say Lord, let a word, send me a word, a word, a word a sentence something that will kick me out of my orbits and move me to a higher level, pray pray God will do it God will do it God will do it. That's how he calls people. That is how he calls people. Thank you, Jesus. Let my word come, Lord. Let a word for me, a word for my ministry, a sentence that will change the color of my church, that will change my life. Lord, let me guide me to that place. Wherever wherever a word A word will be for me Guide me there May I not pass that door by May I not be absent Where my word is being said Lord lead me to my word Pray 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 Kanderebosha Ramamaya Ramamaya Ramelebos Baba, Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We bless your name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Do you believe your word will come? Do you believe God will speak to you? Yeah. You see, a camp like this camp, which is very anointed, is full of something maybe you've not heard. It's called Moments moments and the moments may be different for each person that is why you shouldn't be distracted because when your moment comes and you are not alert that is it that is it everything else will be just english language and so on but may you experience many more moments in this camp May you experience many powerful moments in this camp in the name of Jesus. Then number three, the divine call of Jacob through a dream. A dream. You know, in Genesis 28, that Jacob dreamed a dream. And in that dream, he saw a ladder touching the skies, touching the heavens. And angels ascending and descending. That was the beginning. You see that story in Genesis 28 verse 12 down. That was how Jacob experienced a call. By that when, when, when Jacob woke up, his life changed. I said, when he woke up, he said, what? This desert place where I have a stone for a pillow and God is here? And I didn't know it. His life changed from that day. A dream. Some of us here have had dreams. I'm saying to you that, I'm showing you that God is calling you. And you must not not trivialize the call. Not everybody will have a dream. But some people clearly, there are moments and times in your ministry, God will give you a dream. A dream, a clear dream. In in the night, in the afternoon, you, you have a dream. Maybe in that dream, you were preaching. In that dream, you were ministering to someone. In that dream, you were sitting with bishop or you were standing somewhere with bishop and he was talking to you. That is your call. That is your call. Respect it. If God has given you a dream and you think it is nothing, you have actually bypassed one of the defining moments of your life. There are some of us here who should go on missions because God gave you a dream. There are some of us, look, not everybody is called by God through a word. This is Jacob. Jacob wasn't through the, the convictions of Paul or through, through the, um, the word of Abraham. His was a dream. And I pray that God will give somebody here a dream. And that is why you must not use your eyes watching pornography. Because it neutralizes your dreams. When you sleep, you see, you see different things. You see, women dancing. Women jumping up and down. That is why your, your mind must be pure. You must be ready to receive a dream from God. But when you sleep and you are already polluted, your mind is full of garbage. God cannot minister to you through dreams. And I'm saying it that God ministers to us through dreams. Number four. Number four. The divine call of Moses. Through an unusual and unnatural occurrence. That drew his attention. Unusual. People enter the ministry through very strange circumstances. In Exodus 3, you see right there, verse 1. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. Is it natural? To see a bush burning, first of all, to see, a, and this is not bushfire. <laughs> this is not bushfire. This is green leaves on fire. Okay. But it should burn. As I said, it should burn. And it's not burning. Is it normal? Yeah. Many of us have also experienced unusual occurrences. And immediately this happened. Look at the next verse. The bush was not consumed, verse 3. And Moses said, I, I will now turn aside and see this great sight Why the bush is not banked. I will turn aside. Say, I will turn aside. No angel spoke to no Moses I said no angel spoke to no Moses He himself said What I'm experiencing is wonderful I will turn aside and concentrate on this thing Perhaps this is the way God is calling me Some of you have experienced fire That should have burned you But you were not burnt. Yes Certain lifestyle Some of you should be in jail by now But you are sitting at a camp Some of you should be in a mental hospital out of your mind. Some of you, the things you have smoked, others smoked only half and are mad. But you smoked it and you are sitting here as a shepherd. That is an unusual occurrence. And may it cause you to sit up and say that, wow, if all this fornication, I did not get HIV, then let me turn aside. If after all this sex I have had 14 every month, I am I am I am not an HIV patient, then let me turn aside. Let me turn aside. No, nobody's, Moses himself said it. And I believe that God wants some of you to understand that your life, your life itself, is a miracle. I said how you are now You should be out of your mind by now Some of you should be dead by now Your friends are dead And you you are alive I'm talking about a bush That was burning with fire And it was not burning Some of you have been burnt with fire But you did not burn I said you didn't die You didn't go mad You didn't become sick God kept you You must turn aside This is your call this is your call. This is your call. Listen to other people's testimonies and stories. You will realize that they went through what you went through and couldn't make it. Yes, yeah, some of you, are, you went far down under. Far. But today, you are, you are together. Yeah. Some of you sisters who have got two children. You shouldn't, you shouldn't have children by now. The abortions you have committed, that are abortions, But by the grace of God, the abortion did not burn you. The abortion did not destroy you. I believe it's time for some of you, out of ordinary gratitude to God, to turn aside. Turn aside. I should have been dead by now. I should be out of my mind by now. I mean, think about it. Think, you remember your friends. If they find, if if a picture of you is taken right now, and they sent your friend that you are not in a church service or a leader's camp, they'll say, what? What a shock. It's time. Tell your neighbor, it's time to turn aside. And concentrate on the ministry. Yes, and concentrate on the ministry. When, when, when you look at your life You must realize that God has delivered you from disasters God has delivered you from very I mean some of you it's, It is not even natural that you are standing here I It is not natural that you are here God kept you God preserved you God wanted you to be a builder of a church Clap your hands for Jesus Keep clapping your hands. What a blessing. What a blessing. You may be seated. You may be seated. So, so, so don't joke. Don't joke with the work God has done in your life. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't take for granted that God preserved you. Don't take for granted that God spared you. He spared you so that you will serve him. Sparing you is part of the call. He was calling you. He was trying to get your attention. To let you know that you should have died. You didn't die. It's it's because he wanted to use you to preach the gospel. He wanted to use you to be an evangelist. Yes. Go to the mental hospitals. You see boys like you. Who smoked half of what you smoked. That drugs, some of you have been drug, drug, not not drug peddlers. You have used drugs. You've been high on drugs. till a day that somebody came to you and invited you to church. And that ended your misery. God preserved you so that you will be an evangelist, a pastor, a teacher, a servant. And I believe that this afternoon, this evening, God is preparing you. Every word you hear. From Bishop is part of God's preparation for your life It's part of God's call It's part of what God wants to do with your life Everything he will say is for you It is your word Don't, 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 don't blink an eye Believe that God brought you to this camp To let you hear a word That changes your life May every minute count I said may every minute count May every word from him touch your life and change your life. May you become a better pastor, a better shepherd, a better believer. May you have power over sin, power over fornication, masturbation, pornography. May anything that will destroy this great call of God be destroyed. Lift your hands and pray. Pray and say, Lord, deliver me from anything that will destroy this call. It's a special call. It's a special call. Father, we thank you and we bless you in Jesus' name.